Hey everybody, welcome to my place, the House of Krause. I'm your host, Richard. Curl up by the fire, maybe have a seat by the bar, even fix yourself a drink, and listen to my chat with Amy Schumer. Now, she's having some kind of year. I think when we look back at 2015, we'll see it as the year of Amy Schumer. Her TV show, Inside Amy Schumer, makes headlines every single week. Uh, a skit will air one night, and by the next morning, there are opinion pieces being written on the topic she's covered, whether it's high school rape culture in a takeoff of Friday Night Lights or assembling a jury a la 12 Angry Men to debate whether she's, quote, hot enough, unquote, to be on television. Her movie Trainwreck was directed by Judd Apatow, and it's the first time he's directed a movie that he hasn't written. Working from a script by Amy about a young New York woman who is promiscuous, who drinks too much, they've come up with the funniest and most unconventional rom-com since Bridesmaids. This is Amy Schumer's year. And when she stopped by the House of Krauss, we talked about how she's dealing with all the attention that's coming her way. The movie's a big deal. And when you have something like this happen, how easy or intuitive or whatever are you on a movie set? Like you say, the, the little face pull and the cocaine scene was just something you threw in. Is there, are there nerves involved? Are you thinking, oh, I've got, you wrote the script. There's so much writing on it that I just wonder what it's like to be in that yeah. moment and to be kind of you right, right now. to be me. Um, I have been very good about uh, keeping things very small in front of me. So it's like the TV show, wh whatever I'm doing, I I'm a trained actress and uh, I don't have stage fright. And I know I have like a, a technique I've been taught to act and to and to like kind of live truthfully under these imaginary circumstances. So I just think about what I'm doing. And, and so I really like, I don't, I never think about the gravity of a situation, whether it's the Charlie Sheen roast or a, a, any sort of public anything. I just think I'm going to do the best I can because the nerves and the thinking, it just, it's totally self-sabotage and, and yeah, it's wasted energy. So I'm, I am, I'm good about just being able to focus and, and do the best that I can do without, um, you know, thinking about what's at stake or whatever. And then to be me right now is very weird. It's very weird. I am, I feel like I'm famous all of a sudden. Like I've been, you know, like kind of recognizable over, people would recognize me, but but now I, I, it's, it's very different and it's very new and it's overwhelming and it's a little scary. It's going to be harder to do your person on the street interviews now on your show. Well, I'm on the subway and it's not like one or two people. It's like the whole car is like wants a picture or, or something. And yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. It's yeah, it's, uh, it's different. Well, it's interesting because we've all heard stories about people who are famous and probably uh, before you were famous, you probably thought, maybe thought, oh, whatever, you know, how bad can it possibly be? No, no. I mean, I never thought about getting famous. That was never part of my thing. Oh no, I know that's not, not what you're saying, but, but once it was, it was on the horizon as a possibility, it seemed like a real bummer. Yeah. I, I could see it was, there's no upside. Like the upside is like, I, I sometimes now get free appetizers <laughs> and like I can get a reservation at a restaurant. I only go to one place in New York. It's like a, a tea place. And, uh, is that the place in the movie? Yeah. Alice's teacup. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't take reservations, but I can make a reservation there. And, um, but like, that's, 
I, I swear I don't see another upside. It sucks. Interesting. So, but but don't you think though that it will give you the chance to do a uh, different kind of work? I mean, you may not have been able to do a black and white episode of your television show. <laughs> Which, it, no matter how brilliant it was, someone would have said, well, it's got to be in color. It's got to yeah. be, you know, you might not have, and you're barely in it. It's oh, the yeah. Amy Schumer show, and that you're barely in it. tough sell. They weren't worried about the anything else except the, that I wasn't in it. But um, that was, yeah, third season of the show. Just, we were like, uh, we're doing whatever we want. And that was the idea I was most excited about. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It, it, it'll, it's, it must, it, I guess it'll bring me the chance to do more work that I'm proud of. Um, but I really don't know yet. You know, it's very new. <laughs> now that you kind of really know what works, but also know that what works doesn't work every night with people. Right. Did you bring that through into train wreck at all? Yeah. Well, for my TV show, I have a theater company and, um, we, we all went to this place, the William Esper studio. And, uh, and so a bunch of us that graduated from there started. And so Monday nights we meet. And so I would, I come and workshop scenes for the TV show. So it's like a little bit of a built-in audience. So it's kind of like we're testing it. Can anyone come? Uh, no, you have to be invited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but it's like 40, 50 people. And then and I did the same thing for the movie. And But what we did, what I learned from Judd was to kind of overshoot and have some different options and then test them in front of different audiences. Because if they don't laugh, you can't. If two audiences don't laugh at a joke, you can't like explain to them like, no, 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 this is funny because so it's just that's it's yeah, it's gospel if they laugh or not. Have you ever figured out why it is that some nights it works through the roof and other work other nights it doesn't? Yeah, I, I blame it on myself. I blame it on the performer. It's uh, but and a little bit geography, but but usually it's just you, you usually set it wrong with a different rhythm or something and it just doesn't work as well. But yeah, sometimes it's just that's not a joke that will work in this place. A lot of the little details we talked about earlier, I love at the end of the movie, and I'm just going to say you do a, a face plant at the end of the movie, <laughs> but when you roll, and, and that doesn't give anything away, but when yeah. you roll over, your cheeks are red, and yeah. it was just such a nice little... That's like natural. <laughs> yeah, I was probably really winded. Um, yeah. Those, those little moments add so much, I think, to this. Yeah. I, well, I'm a big... Uh, I really subscribe to the idea that we're all human beings and, 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 you know, it's real, it's very hard for me to be in like hair and makeup all the time and clothes that I don't feel comfortable in. It's like, you know, because you do this work and make something you're proud of you, I feel like you get like punished by like having to be like dressed up like a show poodle. But, um, because I, I like to get rid of artifice and just be like, yes, I, uh, haven't gone to the bathroom in three days and I'm hungover and that's okay. <laughs> Frequently in romantic comedy style yeah. films, it's the guy who is, you know, a little, a little more reckless. And was that a plan or no? No, but I mean, a lot of people have, have brought that up actually. And it's, it's, it was a complete surprise to me that that wasn't a thought of I'm playing the, the male role. It makes sense to me. I know that in most movies it's, it's not this way, but in my real life and in the life of the women that I'm close to, and I think just this age, I, I've found as somebody who's still out there dating that um, that the men oftentimes are the more vulnerable of the two and a little more, and, and just more sensitive, mostly about it being over. Because even if, if you go out once with someone and it, you're just not feeling it, if a guy doesn't call me back, it's, it's a blow to the ego, but I'm not like, well, what... 
well, I I have a great job, and I'm but but for men, and it's funny because I was watching The Bachelorette this week. Did you watch it? I don't, but I know that you're a fan. Uh, I'm a fan. So this week, one of the guys, he was just feeling rejected, and he just like kind of turned on her. Like she didn't do anything to him, but he's like, you know, my ex girlfriend was twice as hot as her, and just and I think uh, I think the male ego is way more sensitive than the female ego, and so, um. Uh, yeah, I, it was not a conscious decision to reverse the roles. That That's really been my experience. Right. Uh, Bill Hader, the also, best. listen, the the, is so funny, so funny, uh, and such great chemistry with you, such great chemistry yeah. with LeBron James. I know, I know. I, I would not have seen that coming. It was so, LeBron was just like a complete gift from heaven. Like we we didn't know he was going to be hilarious and a good actor. Like that was completely just such a gift um and him and bill just got because bill like myself does not watch sports as either do i either do i and so when the sports stuff started to filter into this movie i thought oh no i don't know if i'm gonna get all this no if i wrote it you're gonna get it (laughs) like i do not care about sports like that's a real thing and and neither does bill so i think that that took away the like neither of us were intimidated by LeBron at all. It was just like, hey, you know, I've never seen him play basketball still to this day, except for in the scenes. And uh, so I think he just felt very comfortable. We were just treating him like a person. And and um, and then and then Bill just, you know, a, a bunch of guys auditioned, and they were great, some of my favorite actors. And it was just no question. We, we just hit it off. I, we hadn't met before the audition. We were just like, oh, my God, this is so great. Have you watched uh, this movie with an audience? Yeah, I was at, well... The, the yeah, test screenings. I watched the test screenings, but I've seen this cut. I saw it at South by Southwest. Right. And that was, it was the best night of my life so far. Right. Yeah. The crowd and, was, it was, I was so blown away. I, I kind of didn't think about the fact that we were going to be seeing the movie with an audience. And they were just, yeah, it was so cool. It was like you were saying, like they were laughing at jokes. And then... They would miss the the next joke because yeah. That, that's what happened to us. That's so nice. Yeah, is we we miss stuff, so it's the kind of thing you have to see yeah. it a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, you, you gotta do. do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a stack of scripts at home that you've been working on, or is it just sort of like now this is done? Now we'll think about the next. We'll get the show done, the TV show done, and then we'll start working on another film. I'm rewriting a movie that Kate Dippold wrote with my sister. Kate wrote The Heat and she wrote the new Ghostbusters and Parks and Rec and uh, such a funny script. You know, I've gotten sent a bunch of stuff and uh, this was the the one I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is great. It's about a mother and daughter and if they make it, then I'll play the daughter. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just doing stand-up and, you know, hopefully going to write a book and I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's cool right now, though, right? It's cool to have the possibilities. Yeah. I mean, because there must have been a, a time when those possibilities weren't so much oh. apparent for you. Yeah, I was just like, I hope I get two shifts this weekend. Did you like bartending? I, I liked bartending well enough. Oh, no. No. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. I hated people feeling entitled to your conversation and time because they were tipping you right. like a dollar a drink. That felt very... That's why, like, with meet and greets or something after a show... I like forced me it's very creepy to me and they, they uh, do seem weird to me that yeah. whole like picture you know that yeah it's just like a little bit of a meat market and then uh, yeah the customers it was also the places i was working in new york i worked i bartended in times square this place called bluefin and it was like 
you know, it was really intense. And then it was always like, I wanted to make money. So it was these kind of fancy places. And so the customers were jerks. And so eventually I just was like, I can't talk to people anymore. I just need to be the service bartender. And I would just make drinks for the waiters. Yep. So I could just, yep. one time Adrian Grenier came in and, uh, and I had like promised myself I wasn't going to talk to customers anymore. And he came back. He's like, where's the bathroom? And I was like, and I just pointed downstairs, which is where the dishwashers were. <laughs> So he just like I just I'm going. He came back up and I went. Yeah, I was like I mean I took an oath. <laughs> I took an oath never to speak to yeah. another customer. I was sweeter when I was waiting tables. Yeah. Well, you're not confined. Not you're not trapped. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just yeah. I'm not. I don't do a good job of of being pretend like playing pretend with people and yeah. I I don't. Yeah. If I don't um. If I don't like someone, like I'm not, I'm not sunny to them, you know, like it's true. I just, you know, I, I know like women are supposed to be like very like pleasing to everybody, but I've just never been that way. So what do you hope for the movie? I mean, obviously you hope it's a, a big success, but I mean, what do you hope beyond that? Um, hmm. I haven't thought about that. I hope, I hope it's a big success more for like everyone else who worked on it because you know i have no like financial stake i just and I, I i'm already proud of the movie the movie's already a success to me so and my peers like really like it and i got to get my friends work and they did great in it and so and beyond that i hope that it changes people's perspective who see it i hope people are a little less likely to judge and that and women feel more empowered and yeah that's it. Amy Schumer has left the House of Krauss, and you know what? It's time for you to leave, too. Finish up your drinks and get out of here. But thanks for coming by and visiting. Stop by again sometime. You never know who's going to stop by the House of Krauss.